So yeah, what's uh, what's up with Metroid Dread? Um, I, I know it has uh, you know, it goes back to that old school roots, the last thing. But like, what's the um, Metroid? Like, 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 let's say, let's say someone who hasn't played Metroid in a long time, what's drawing them in? Um, well, if they haven't played Metroid in a long time, it's because there hasn't been a new Metroid in a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's what's drawing them in. Um, it's it's super good. Um, so far, I've absolutely loved it. The my biggest takeaway and warning so far is that if you haven't played the 3DS remake of Metroid 2, you might have some struggles because a lot of the mechanics are brought over directly from there, which really shows me that if it that they used Metroid 2 on 3DS as a stepping stone to get to where they're at now. Hmm. Okay. But it's super fast-paced. <laughs> like Movement is just so smooth and so quick right off the bat, um, but it gets hard as hell. I have gotten so many game overs and uh yeah it's it's probably gonna stay that way and it's all because of those dumb dumb robots that you chase you around so this is basically soma is what you're saying um well better i guess i would have to say i don't know if that's possible <laughs> so let's get metacritic in on this no it's it's really good it's it's pretty it's dark it's tense um some of the worst reviews out there are saying that it's too hard. It's like, dude, it's no, just get better. <laughs> I mean, is it too hard or is it just kind of like a, you know, like, like a game that is challenging has, has stuck to its roots. And it's very, it is very stuck to its soft. roots. It is very stuck to its roots. And yeah, like there are some enemies that can like the robot guys, small spoiler can one hit kill you because you're not strong enough to take them out. You have to avoid them. So you're doing a lot of stealthy stuff in there, which is fine. Um, you do have the a timed like a timed parry attack that you can like perfect time to escape them if you're good enough. I've done it like twice out of 30 deaths. Um, but just in general, I've gotten stuck playing the game twice. And I've been fine with it because I just I didn't know where to go. I looked at my map and I was like, how the fuck do I get to the next area? And it turns out it was something as dumb as, oh, I didn't jump over to this side of the wall to grip onto this panel because it's a hidden secret sliding door. Um, that's <laughs> always enough. something Metroid has done. <laughs> I've got the uh, official results. Soma <laughs> had an 84 on Metacritic, and Metroid Dread had an 88. So you're right. Okay. <laughs> it's a Nintendo Soma. <laughs> Like it's it's really good. It's the it's the finale. If you haven't played all the other Metroid games, I highly recommend doing that first, because it is the continuation of the story. It follows Metroid Fusion. And it, they should have called it Metroid Fission. And 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 we're going to be waiting forever for uh, yeah twenty years. Any any anything new uh, from this? Uh, not not even well, from this. This is the end. But like from yeah, like, I know we've been waiting say. forever for uh, like Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, I, I honestly would not be surprised now if they go full force into the Prime stuff and we get like a fourth one to wrap that up soon. Um, doing this makes me want to go back and replay Metroid Primes 1 through 3. So I've got them all. I've got them all on my Wii U. Um, so I just need to play through them at some point. Nice. All right. Um, so just continuing on with uh, what we've been talking about. Awesome. You've been playing some stuff this week? What's yeah, so um, 
primarily I am kind of prepping for some of the bigger stuff coming up for the, the remainder of the month. The only multiplayer game that I'll probably play for the next 10 years with uh, Back for Blood. And I've been kind of dipping my toes into some older stuff. But the main new thing that I think people would be interested to hear about, and actually I think both of you guys would probably like a lot, Very was uh, Sable. Yes. So, um, I, I liked it a lot. The, the intro is really strong. Um, it's got some good hooks. And uh, for me, it kind of trailed off when they just kind of dump you into the world and it's like, I mean, you have kind of an idea. There's The final thing is basically, you know, after the end of the prologue, it's, okay, so go find what you want to do. And you kind of get a hint that's like, oh, there's sort of a city in this direction. And then the rest of the game is just you doing whatever you want, right? So I like more um, constraining games, I guess. I don't yeah. really like the super openness, but this a feels a lot like... Right, because of how minimal the game is so there's no combat as far as i can tell or certainly no combat that i've done yet you're climbing jumping gliding riding your bike that's the mechanics and talking to people so that's basically all you can do so because it's so limited in that way um there's a lot of room to have a lot of fun in it i think uh, like i said i think you guys would really like it it's like a it's like an even simpler uh Breath of the Wild, obviously. Your stuff doesn't break down. Um, your gear is entirely cosmetic. But, yeah, it's, it's got the really distinctive art style. Yeah, um, it does. It's, it's uh, almost like, I don't know, what would you call that? Like, rotoscoped almost? But it's, it's like <clears throat> pretending that it's rotoscoping something? I don't know. It's got it's very unique. Yeah, it's um, um, it, it is exactly what you'd think of, like, a comic book style. It's taking what something like Borderlands does and pushing it to the extreme. Very like base color and all of your detail is is layered on with other variants of said base color with a heavy outline. Yeah. Yeah, it does it does a really good job of being eye catching. Like if this game was in a lineup of I would say probably um, this year's like four other biggest titles. I think most people's eye would catch this game first. Yep. Yeah. It just, it, it does, there's nothing else that really looks like it. The only thing I can think is like uh, the Return of the Obra, was it Oberdin? Yep. It's kind of got, it's kind of Oberdin-ish, but Oberdin is even more uh, it, washed out and less, lower detail, yeah. Yeah, it takes it j just to a super extreme, where this finds a nice middle ground. Like your character, um, like, like your character's animations are... Um, are reduced. Typically, there's like 24 animations per second. Mm -hmm. um, this, they've dropped it to like eight. It looks like, yeah. It's like eight, like maybe like, like maybe 16. Half I, quarter of what you expect, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to undersell what the you know animation artists have done, right. but they've done it purposefully, and it's really, really tasteful. Yeah, it's very deliberate. Um, yeah. And it's cool. This is a game that definitely, like you said, it caught my eye. I really wanted to play it. But honestly, after hearing that it's mostly an exploration game, I'm kind of out. Like I, I want to do stuff. I want to. I want to beat the hell out of things. The thing that really catches my eye is when your character is running and the player is um, rotating the camera mm -hmm. around, or the you know the the person playing the game is rotating around the character while they're running, and you get to see that. 
almost like, like I said, comic book style animation um, yeah. in action. It's 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 very weird. It's I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite, you know, quite up to that level. Yeah, it's really really interesting. Cool. Um, for me, uh, I finished up uh, Strangers of Paradise, the second second demo, um, introducing yep. a, a new area. You can go through the first area. You have to go through the first area, actually. But they added um, quite a bit of stuff to this a second area, um, complete with a second boss. Um, and then... Yeah, second boss. And the side mission that put you you have to it's basically like a um it's like they just keep spitting enemies at you it's like a wave based thing um and then at the very end you have to fight both of those bosses back to back Mm. um which is pretty tough on normal difficulty which i kind of appreciated but uh um i I, we were talking throughout the week and uh, johnny you mentioned um that once you figure out how to watch for like specific attacks, uh, the game is pretty well over. You know, you, you understand how to how to defeat everything, and up to this point, that is exactly true. The second the the second end uh, the boss at the end of the level is exactly like the first boss, um, exactly like a lot of the enemies, except of course they don't hit as hard. Um, some do. Some of them do. But you rarely, you're not going to get usually one hit killed by like a random enemy. Like, I've got some major gripes with it. I'll probably still end up getting it at launch because I need everything Final Fantasy. Um, I've definitely got some gripes with Stranger, Stranger of Paradise at this point. But it's, it's, I have trouble even saying it's fun. <laughs> like, I enjoyed my time with it. I can't be honest. I, I can't honestly say it was fun because it was definitely frustrating. Um, but it's that typical Team Ninja idea of here's a ton of stuff on screen. Good luck. Um, yeah. And I feel like that just messes me up by having extra characters with me that I half the time wanted to forget were even there because I didn't care about them. Yeah, it's definitely... So I uh, finally got in on it this time. Um, I knew that it was occurring, so that helped a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, I really—it's not my style of game. Um, definitely gonna skip this one. It almost feels like, uh, what if we made Dark Souls, but uh, it was like all the structure of the game was an MMO. Which is I like wish I could even say that because the it worst thing that feel, could ever happen. <laughs> it doesn't even feel Dark Souls enough for me is the problem. Because with Dark Souls, your yeah. your actions and enemy actions are much more intentional much Specific, more deliberate yeah, yeah. yeah um with this it really does come down to to, ma- to button mashing sometimes and just well that was that you that's what out. was crazy because as i was playing it i'm like okay this definitely i can sense that it wants me or like this is going to be a strategy to button mash but like that's explicitly not the like style of game that they're trying to make here so like it's kind of ends up being almost like um I don't know, like, uh, God of War, if you play it on easy, you're button mashing. If you play it on any other difficulty, you're actually using some kind of strategy. Right. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, for me, I there was zero button mashing. Like, everything was deliberate. 
like making sure that you know the magic hit in a specific spot or you know making sure that um i was bringing all of the enemies to me so the rest of my team didn't die and mm. then activating them uh to do their special attacks um yeah I, it I felt think, very deliberate to me i think one of my biggest complaints is that there's just there again there's just so much gear dropping that too that, that is, i was yeah. spending so much time in my menus which are bad that i wanted to just be and the menu they're way better now like the menus really? have gotten much better this time around than last time holy cow um like Can now that we imagine. have a skill tree and stuff too is kind of cool i like the idea of the skill tree and how you unlock other jobs by um unlocking certain skills on multiple trees um, once I unlocked Red Mage, that's, right. that's all I played as. So I was running a sword and shield, but I was also casting spells. Yeah. Um, but just item drops are way too many. Yeah. And they're all I, useless. Super frivolous for the most part, because like everything I was getting was weaker than what I already had. Even if I can now equip the rest of my team, it was pointless. Yeah, I just kind of... I Personally, I stood back from that. Like I saw how much was dropping, and I was like, Man, this a lot of this stuff's just not useful, and we don't have a place to put it yet. Like, there's no like, oh, I can sell all of this gear, or I can yeah. recycle this gear to craft new gear, or you know whatever the, you know whatever the tropes going going to be. That's obviously not, like, not there yet. Um, so I yeah. just stayed out of the menus. Like when I got something that was, um, like a specific rarity or higher. Yeah, I'll take a look. But usually, it, like, and I didn't find myself in the menu that, that like that much. Um, well, but I, I think, I think that I, might be why, though, is because you weren't going in to check out the stuff that you were getting. Like, you were just disregarding it unless you pulled a certain rarity. Yeah. Whereas I was going through because I was trying to manage not only my gear and check out the different jobs that I could do and try to min-max that way. But I was also looking at my my other characters to make sure that they were equipped properly, even though it didn't yeah, really matter. Well. Because right. you were like the damage, like when you when you take damage, you fucking take damage. Oh yeah, like there is no warning between when you are at low health and when you are dead, because by the time that hits, you are done. Mm. And as much as I appreciate all these videos showing the main character using um, the knuckle weapons, like the pugilist weapons, and using the the twin daggers. I didn't use them at all. Um, I, I as soon as I unlocked the the sword and shield combo, I used that, and then I used the again. I used the mage the the mage mace. Yeah, yeah. I used um, I used the uh, mage mace, and I, I played around in those early levels, just waiting to get um, waiting to get the uh, sword and shield. And then after I got the sword and shield, I was like, damn. Now I need to go to the actual swordsman you know where you use the two-handed weapon so i can unlock the knight and i ended up running knight and then uh black mage again just because that was always there i i find i found the magic to be um difficult for a bit but then after i kind of got it i was like okay so Red Mage I really enjoyed because it gave me a sword and shield, which let me use like the Groundbreaker combo and stuff, which was great against things like the Quarrels because there are still one-hit kill enemies in this damn game, it feels like. Mm -hmm. um, some of the enemies can stun lock you so hard if you're not yeah. careful, mm -hmm. and that sucked. They'll combo and the shit out of you. 
Yeah, and it's brutal. But, you know, the most of the mages, you can have the ability to charge up your spell to cast it as a higher level. But with Red Mage, you aren't even charging. You're just rapid-fire chain spelling, which I thought was really cool. Because hmm, okay. um, I'm also using a sword and shield to smash the hell out of everything. Um, but, like you said earlier, this entire game, the biggest takeaway is, like, if you're not fighting regular enemies, if you get down to the point where you're at your boss fights and stuff, it is literally get your time to dodge it or your timed parries perfect because you have to do them Interesting. yeah i and, and the way around it is um the way around it is to just go back and just farm for a little bit i, I know i was working on leveling up some of my uh so, you know some of my jobs as i was going through and i was like i'm just not high enough with this new job that i grabbed to finish this boss um, Honestly, that, that was, early on. That wasn't even it for me. I, I the first playthrough, the first game, the first demo. I took a lot of time grinding and leveling through to take out Garland. Yeah. But this time, I skipped a bunch of stuff. I ran past a bunch of enemies and didn't fight them just so I could hurry up and get to him and kick his ass. Hmm. Um, and it, it really showed me that I didn't. It didn't matter what level I was at. It really came down to my my perfect uh, soul parries and stuff. My soul blocks. Um, because I yeah. didn't do it nearly any leveling at all when I went up to fight Garland, and I again, there were those times where it took me like eighteen seconds to get not even not even that maybe like ten or fifteen seconds to get him down to his first half of his health gone, without yeah, taking I, a single hit of damage. I I, I ran through um, and I beat every enemy along the way, um, and I, I think I I think I died once overwhelmed dropping the in, in the first part dropping the tower, um, over it's like. Uh, one of with the, the goblins major. and stuff around you, yeah. Yeah, I think I dropped there just because I got overwhelmed. Um, but when I went into Garland, I ran through, beat everybody, uh, you know, saved at that little spot right outside the door, went in, and one, one, one fight. Just wiped the floor with him. And I was like, damn, I guess I learned some stuff, you know, about that, you know, the, my first time through. Um, and then the second boss, second boss was a bit harder. Um, yeah, the second boss took some time, and the second boss is really where it came into realizing which attacks you need to dodge, which attacks you need to absorb to be able to cast back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the, um, yeah, that's definitely the big thing. It has two different stages. The first stage was very very easy. You could actually absorb different attacks. It was like a bubble attack and a fire attack, um, and. You know, once once that was done, it, it was the second part of that fight that just kicked the shit out of me almost every time. Yeah, it was also kind of unpredictable because the little floating orb is your enemy. Like, although you're not fighting the floating orb, you're fighting the things that are sticking out of it to be able to stagger it down and break it open. Um, but it had so many phases that it could do within each set. So before you break the big orb it had like three different sets of things it could do at you which were you know one at a time have the ice uh, the, the water monster or the the fire elemental come out to attack you um they could take turns they'd both come out at once and attack you they'd both come out at once and do a combo attack at you which was brutal Damn. yeah um, yeah but they also both fought completely differently because the the water one would charge in and grab one of your characters and like bear hug them for massive damage uh, the fire one, I can't remember what the fire one would do because I was just dodging the hell out of him and like he using did, the. 
Yeah, a flame, like an explosion. A front yeah, explosion. he would explode at you. And even even the explosion though, and stuff like that. If you're careful, you can mash your block attack just right if you time it perfectly to to block it, um, which is insane. But the second phase of its work got really intimidating because it's just a giant blob of both of them fused together, and you didn't know what to like. You had to be brave enough to let it lunge at you for some attacks to be able to block it to gain those attacks so you could hurt it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did uh, like a uh, like a splatter move that just dropped you know, fire and water pools all over the ground, and then it would jump into that area, detonating all of them at once. Yeah, because they're like, they're like mines, so yeah. it would blow up the mines at you, um, which was insane. But it really, that second phase, once you figured it out, wasn't hard. It was just that you're... And your your partners are idiots unless you're telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, what I would do. I would, um, I, I would stand back. I would call them in. I would stand back and just attack with magic until it was depleted, and then I would try to kind of reverse roles. I would get in there a little bit more um, actively, letting them heal or whatever. Uh, now, but yeah, they have like a that, that fused elemental has like a three rapid attack it's almost like a a sonic blast that comes out of fire and water um and yeah learning how to uh, perfectly block all three of those coming in dodging doesn't work dodging will just get you killed because they'll track you it was kind of messed up <laughs> it was it was rough now going back and comparing between this demo and the first one i did notice a lot of things um one the uh bosses like they actually take damage now instead of only relying on their stagger gauge. Like that's really cool. Yeah. Because I remember originally, like you couldn't, you just couldn't hurt Garland. It was literally all about his stagger, like staggering him down, doing the special on him. Um, but you know, you can actually deal HP damage to bosses and stuff now, and have that matter, which is cool. Um, I'm kind of bored with Jack just punching the hell or kicking the hell out of out of bosses once they're dead <laughs> for that final kill. I wish it could be a bit more, you know, climactic. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I've got to say, a friend of mine pointed out how much Tetsuya Nomura is very edgelord, and that's just <laughs> what he pushes on everything, and this game is that. Yep. This game is so edgy that I feel like I needed Band-Aids after I was done playing it. I love that my character had, like, it It looked like a, what was that? I can't even remember the, like, dumb villain from 15 that had the, like, fedora and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Dude, character like, looked exactly like him. It had so those starting, long leather trench coat. <laughs> I, I'm in, I'm intrigued to know what like the background story and stuff is now though, because seeing your main characters all show up, not just one but all of them wearing like tennis shoes and like baggy <laughs> pants and stuff, like yeah. contemporary current day clothing. So <laughs> and and then some of the story stuff was brought up as, you know, the the cat like the, I think they mentioned that, like the chaos tower, like the chaos t- castle or whatever wasn't there before, like it wasn't there. Or maybe it was there and people just never noticed it. And it makes me think like old school Castlevania stuff. You know, the castle reappearing throughout time. Um, But I need to know, like, did these guys get pulled into this world then from the future? Like, what is that? And that does have me intrigued. That kind of weird storytelling gets me. Mm -hmm. But also knowing that Jack is wearing earbuds, like Bluetooth earbuds in this game. Because when (laughs) some of the cutscenes happen, he's totally got Bluetooth earbuds in. And at one point, he pulls his phone out and plays music on it, and it's super yep. edgy, like metalcore, as he's walking <laughs> away. And I'm like, "What in the hell is happening 
in my Final Fantasy universe. You got your Limp Bizkit in my Final Fantasy. <laughs> I was It was so ridiculous. And it's cool having the characters all have names now. I like that the Warriors of Light are, st- are still there and they each have their own crystal. Um, so each of the each of the four characters has their little crystal, like their elemental crystal, earth, fire, wind, and water, um, just Love like the original band. game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, it's got potential there, <laughs> and I only, I think I'm only going to care about the storytelling side of it, which is kind of a bummer because I know the combat can be fun when I'm not being, you know, crowded by like 30 enemies at once. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess um, going forward, I, I you know, th- there are some things that could be um, worked on, but I don't know. I, I, I had fun with it. I, I was pretty happy with with it. I just hope there's uh, a little bit more variety that I. It can't looks like they took. Of... It looks like they took some feedback from the first survey, which is fine. So at least they're listening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aside from that, just really quick, last night I did jump into uh, Battlefield. Um, 2042 um mainly because i wanted to see that massive ass uh, like twister that's ripping through the map Mm. and it did not disappoint at all um the first match that i played uh there was not a storm which was really weird to me i was like i thought this was like the whole thing you know the storm um the second match that i played there definitely was a storm um and i experienced all of it as much as I could because that was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, I went right into the eye of the thing and it just beat me to death. So, you know, I kind of had that coming. Um, the second time that I went to go into it, um, I was in a helicopter uh, with uh, a couple other gentlemen and just the shit that you see, like there's like physical... Um, there's like uh, physical assets that are flying around the 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 twister in like a typical motion. Um, I saw a and we just actually saw it in the live stream um, of the vehicles that are in the map. If they're in the way of the path of the storm, it will pick them up and spit them out. Mm. Uh, and seeing that, seeing a a, a vehicle like a uh, like, like a Hummer or something, uh, um, hit on its side, like let's say it's driver's side wheels only, and then roll and explode was really something. Um, it, I, I don't know why. That was the thing that really stuck with me. The gameplay is very, very standard. Um, what you'd expect of a uh, Battlefield title, so definitely nothing there. Uh, still destructible environments, um, but... Yeah, that storm just picking people up and picking things up and spitting them out is cool. You see, like, jets will uh, fly by, and they'll go on the outside of the storm following its rotation. And it'll, like, suck them up, and then they'll hit the, um, like, uh, you know, they'll hit the throttle and shoot out the way that they came from, like, full speed. It's super weird. It has It has some really cool... Uh, really cool mechanics. I'm not sure how long that is going on. I think it's been up since like the 5th or the 6th. Um, but yeah, if, you know, you guys, anybody that's listening is interested in um, shooters or Battlefield or anything like that, um, mm-hmm. definitely go check out the at least the Storm, even if you don't plan on picking up the game. 
which I yep, and I've seen a lot of really game. funny uh, gameplay of that people like uh, doing the like zip line or like the grappling hook thing onto <laughs> a rocket that launches yeah. into space. Love to see that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, that was just the other big thing that I um, messed around with yesterday. Nice. All right. So now that we got the pleasantries out of the way and what we've been playing, if you didn't know, this is the Mammoth Games cast. Um, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do jump just like this. Um, before we jump into the weekly news, uh, we do want to point out, of course, Epic Game Store. Uh, Austin, you were playing this a little bit. Um, a PC building simulator. Yeah, no, no, Austin was actually trying to update, uh, change the BIOS settings on his real computer so he could update yeah, and Windows I 11. Yeah, I've it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Turns it turns out that um, I, I didn't actually update my computer. I was I, I was actually full screened in uh, um, PC building simulator and didn't realize yep. it. So yep. now that I've closed out of that to do this, I have to go in and update to Windows 11 later today, the real way. Oh, at least you figured. I hate it out, to see it. You know, uh, that's weird because I installed uh, Windows 12. So well, what, what website did you get that from? Mm. Windows.com, obviously. Michaelsoft.net. <laughs> Michaelsoft.org. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, you can, I get it. you can go grab that um, up until October 11th, where after that there's, I guess, uh, an epic pack for Paladins. Um, yeah. And at the yeah. same time, Stubbs the Zombie. Yeah. Uh, in Rebel Without a Pulse. <laughs> I'm so excited for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> classic, classic stuff. All right. Let's jump into the news. Um,. You ought to I jump would off a fucking bridge with this one. I would say this is your thing. I don't know. I, I still kind of want it. you to. Ha- I still want you to kind of navigate this one for us. No, John. no, they can go to hell. They can go to hell for this one, and you guys can just feel free to talk about it. And I, I'm probably going to get angry and interject once in a while. There is because... certainly a smasher coming to Super Smash Bros. God Super- damn it! This is one of the gaming's biggest days this was the, okay so the Bad. last the last Dumb. fighter for super smash bros ultimate was pulled from a poll from 2006 dumb which is amazing i don't know why they even keep this information on hand it's a great um, point. but the newest smasher the last smasher coming to smash bros ultimate is not waluigi but sora from kingdom Bad. hearts stupid um, he the is... fact that they went with another sword wielder, yeah, yeah, <laughs> is is yeah. amazing. It shows. Ah, wow, God damn it! I don't know. Absolute disrespect. It, why don't you just show the Why don't you just show the picture that I shared in chat earlier? <laughs> just share that. Yeah. Just the on. whole time we're talking about it, just have that picture be up. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find <laughs> it. I'm on it. It's that great fusion care. That great fusion that I sent. <laughs> That's the one. Oh God! God, Sora's ripped. Jesus, Why? huge. Why does it look at even... those bird ass legs though? <laughs> 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 Motherfucker skipped leg day and went straight to feet day somehow. <laughs> Shoe size is seven hundred. <laughs> Good time, Sephora. <laughs> but oh. but the character sp- is kind of floaty uh, from everything that we've seen. Um, yeah. Ultimate Smash, so tr- true to the uh, Kingdom Hearts games in that case. We we yeah. didn't need another sword fighter, like you said. We did not need another sword not fighter. Even a little. 
Well, it's just like, yeah, I I mean, I lost interest in this one really fast. I think I played a little bit with Piranha, Pete, and... There are some uh, cool characters that were added. And there were some justifiable sword characters. Or maybe Xeno Twink or whatever his name is. I don't know. I think I played that guy when he came out, but that was it. Like, I... Yeah, like, I didn't need Cloud and Sephiroth. I. The no, I I appreciated the Dragon Quest hero. I thought that was a cool one right. because at the time well, Dragon Quest wasn't getting enough love. That's a thing too. Like Final Fantasy Dissidia exists, so like this game with Cloud and Sephiroth and shit literally already exists. Yeah, <laughs> like this did not need to occur. Uh, it's just very odd. Like a lot of their choices for DLC characters was just you could tell it was just blatant like marketing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why people were really turned off by it. Like, um, the thing is, like, for the most part, I don't see a bad about all of them. Like, Piranha Plant, I thought was cool. That was unique. Yeah, that, that was really sense. funny. That was very yeah. unique, um, actually, yeah. Joker from Persona, that was kind of cool. That was very Marketing. out of nowhere. That was a cool idea. Um, and I, like I said, I liked Hero. Banjo-Kazooie, that was a very big ask. For that that yep. People have wanted that one forever. Yep. But then throwing Terry from Fatal Fury in there was weird. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> um... <laughs> Throwing right. Byleth from Fire Emblem in there, I didn't need more Fire Emblem characters. I did yep. not. That is where we have it the entire cast. Downhill. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where it started going downhill for me was with Byleth, and then fucking Min Min from Arms because who the hell played Arms Man. more than eight minutes? They had to. They they had to put someone from Arms in there because they're yeah. like we spent all the money on it. We right? spent so much money developing. <laughs> like, we show. have to do this. The squiddies, um, like, I can see why they were added and everything. So, like, there is a lot of stuff that... But again, even this time, uh, I guess to uh, take a quick peek into the future, even this time, it was just a marketing thing because they're going to add the Kingdom Hearts... All of Kingdom Hearts, right? To yeah. the Switch, which, of course, the Switch cannot natively run that, so it's all going to be cloud gaming shit. Just Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 would... Uh, Chain of Memories would take up the entire... <laughs> the uh, system's memory addable memory yeah yeah um so they are adding that what was the date on that um that's what i'm looking at um it doesn't matter it's fucking i hate kingdom hearts so much correct so so if if listeners were not aware johnny's not a kingdom if you ever need to go to someone for kingdom hearts news it's not johnny god i hate kingdom hearts <laughs> i used to love it i loved the original back in the day i loved kingdom hearts 1 but trying to go back and play it now, it is so not good. Well, Kingdom Hearts was interesting for what it was at its time. And yeah. Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 was kind like they had, I think they did good quality of life over the first game. But already at that point, you could tell, like, this is not going to be able to make it much longer. And then obviously, I Kingdom Hearts 3 was, other than a some of the story content, it was a major letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it, it was. It was. It was fine. the shortest game by far. Oh yeah, certainly. and and it was the most packed with, um, like, visuals. Like it was. It, yeah, it, it was, was a, a slam. Really, it was a really rapid fire slam fest. It, and and it was a really really good looking game, uh, yeah. as far as Kingdom Hearts can go. You know, with the big ass goofy feet and things like yeah. that. Um, but they traded that for having a shorter game, less content, yep. less details yep. to storytelling. Um, and I think I think that hurt them. Um, yeah, but Nintendo coming to them saying, "Hey, 
uh, what do you think? And, you know, them probably hounding Nintendo, or hounding um, uh, for Sora for a while was yeah. probably another thing that Too happened busy. there. Um, but yeah, basically this uh, Super Smash ended up being a Kingdom Hearts Direct. Um, Pretty much. Which leads me to bring up a good alternative. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is currently out. And it's um, got good reviews. And it's, it's got good reviews. And, and it's Jones also fan. being really hard to find in some places. It's kind like, of selling out, yeah. Yeah, That's places cool. are selling out on it. So I actually am really, really thinking I'm about really picking interested. it up. Yeah. It is funny that it's literally Smash Brothers. The exact same menu structure, the same named like <laughs> events and everything. It's pretty funny. It's got so many good characters, though. Like, Cat Dog, Oblina, Danny uh, Phantom, Powdered Toast Man. Invader Zim. Invader Zim. It's got, like, two Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, y'all are y'all are missing out on the most important one, though. Danny Phantom. Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Nigel Thornberry basically plays like Jigglypuff, from what I hear. That and knows. Reptar. And Reptar. Yeah. It's good. Cool. What can I say? It's good. I'm seriously so tempted to grab it. I, I'm like, really I, on the edge right now. Like if I can catch it on a good sale, I will jump on that game, and I, I will regret my decision later. If if that's they fine. if they go okay, hey, there's like a a free pack that's going to introduce this character, this character, and this character. You've got you've got us. You've <laughs> sold me. We're done. And there's not very many characters they have to add either. I really like that. Right now, we're watching SpongeBob kick the shit out of Patrick. It's just another episode, you know. Yeah. And I like the style of it, like the kind of chunky, almost like you're playing with like little clay figurines or something. Yeah. Uh, shit. Am I gonna fucking play this game? I'm interested in seeing what the. Are we what the level end up playing it? (laughs) I'm interested in what the level layout looks like because if they're all these basic flat stages with like a floating platform, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. Dude, he just bubbled Patrick. Off SpongeBob stage. is OP. He is. God damn it! What the fuck? Bubbles and karate hands. Um, I'm gonna skip into it just because I want to see what else we got going on. Some more, yeah. Yeah, I like, think I, I hate that I want this. I really do. <laughs> Ninja Turtles kicking the shit out of each other. Okay. The stage looks cool, but it's just a platform yeah. with a non-moving platform above it, so it is different. Um, mm. And I think I mentioned this the other week, is that um, if this is the default setting for this game, and there aren't like power-ups and stuff floating around, then this is by default more of a fighting game than yeah. Smash Bros. is. I can't wait to see it at Damn. tournaments, like like we were saying. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting. Because with Smash, you have to turn on... My biggest gripe was you have to turn off everything to make it a fighting game, according yeah. to everybody. It's like, oh, you gotta turn all these settings off, and no ultimate Smash, no items... Like then you're not playing Smash anymore. Just play this. Right. So there right. it is. Yeah. So keep playing that just to see <laughs> we can see a little more because that's pretty good. Um, sure. But yeah, some more news on the side. Uh, Epic Games achievements will be launching this upcoming week. Um. So, so I'm trying to see if they say so specifically when. They did say they did originally have developer uh, achievements that they had uh, pushed out for very specific games. Mm-hmm. Um, those are staying so you know if, if you are already kind of like we are like not super invested in Epic Game Store but they give us so much free shit how can you not be right um, you know it, it, if, if you have 
already kind of bought in and uh, got some of those achievements, they're still going to hang out, those developer achievements, but they're going to bring in yeah. a more official achievement system. Um, looks like they're going with um, like a percent. Um, it, you know, PlayStation uh, has, you know, the, the finish line is a platinum trophy, uh, whereas Xbox, their finish line is... Um, the was it like the thousand gamer score typically yeah well that's when you get the complete uh gamer score thing on your game tile or whatever they call it yeah um with this it's uh it looks like it's just a percentage um they they do have different rankings i think it was like like a bronze silver gold kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean that's that that's good that's been one of the big things that um, I think people have been asking about, um, yeah. you know, it, that and the the system in general. Um, you know, Steam really has that built-in community just because mm-hmm. they have longevity. Uh, but this was the other thing. You know, they they can't they can't speed up uh, user reviews and things like that. I mean, it's just something they have to have to deal with. But they can. Right. They're doing what they can. Um, so that's good. Uh, yeah, it seems interesting. Do we have a date? I didn't find it, but it said during this week. So during this week, I would, cool. they typically do their updates on Thursday. So maybe on Thursday it'll hit. I have no idea. Imagine how much of an undertaking that would be to not start with that and have to go back and and add all that. Yeah, in. that would be a pretty big undertaking there. All right, so something to keep an eye out for. Um, one of the other things that was announced uh, was uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontlines. Uh, it, it is a, um, of course, developed by uh, Ubisoft. Uh, it's a large-scale PvP shooter that carries tactical heritage uh, of the shooter, but implements first-person shooter multiplayer experience. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was interesting because you don't see a lot, you know, of. Uh, like Tom Clancy stuff go first person anymore mostly it's like third person or whatever um, but this one is small teams three person squad uh, 100 players um, against each other and uh, yeah it looks like uh, the article that we were reading over on GameSpot uh, the objective is to find uh, crucial intel and extract it uh, but you have to of course contend with the other squads um let me see. Yeah, it looks like a pretty big map uh, that they're talking about here uh, with distinct biomes, 20 different landmarks. Um, but the... Yeah, the gunplay doesn't look uh, doesn't look too bad. Um, I'm very interested to see how they how their game feels with a, uh, a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, that was a, a quick announcement we got this week. Um, if you are interested in trying it, can pop over to ubisoft.com check out the ghost recount frontlines uh register you can register for updates which will let you know about things that are coming up uh, including um like tests uh you pick your console and everything uh or system that you're playing it on um so a quick one to definitely uh uh mention in passing um we've been getting a lot of theme park uh talks recently I've noticed our show has a lot of theme park stuff on it. Um, oh, yeah. Talking about Mario, uh, Japan. Um, I, I 
Universal, but Universal's not done there. Uh, they are also bringing Pokemon to its Japan theme park. Yes. That's pretty cool. That seems like a no-brainer win. So, I, I keep seeing this, and their plan, you know, we saw, we talked about it on the show previously. Um, I, I know, uh, just because it, it's local for me, um, Universal Orlando um, has Islands of Adventure and Universal mm-hmm. um, proper. Um, and they were saying that they want to do, like, a hub area with different, like, spokes. And you can go into different, like, kind of step into different realms, almost. Um, and I think yeah. at the very back of that hub area, they're they're putting, like, a new hotel that people can stay at. So they nice. can get the entire experience um, and never leave property. Um, Smart. It really seems like they're thinking, um, like, maybe Nintendo in general is going to be one of the spokes. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we're getting Pokemon here. We already have Mario. I think they talked a little bit about Donkey Kong already. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, they're growing the Nintendo selection of the park by adding Donkey Kong, a Donkey Kong area in 2024. Yeah, that's so, sick. I hope it's really just a bunch of steel girders and barrels falling at people. <laughs> yeah, it's just really unsafe. <laughs> That'd be fun. Sure, something for everyone, you know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, uh, just something to point out. I, I don't know what that's going to entail, but uh, the internet will definitely let us know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. As we'll soon hear as about that it. happens. I mean, they already have the Poke Center, which looked really cool. You know, some of the things we've already seen from Japan. So I imagine they're going to bring things like that. Uh, to Universal. Hell yeah. All right, let's get to uh, some of the shit stuff that happened this week. This was wild. Oh, yeah. These are the best. Let's go. So, first big one. And this is like, I don't know. This is this is probably one of the worst hacks. Like, most devastating, most amount of data. Like, when I first heard about this, I was I was like, no, that can't possibly be it. That's, that's simply too much. You thought people were, like, misrepresenting what happened, too? Right. You thought wrong. I thought wrong. So, it turns out. Uh, basically wow. everything has been taken from Twitch. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Source so, code for unreleased software. I mean, how's that possible? Like, why would that just be sitting on a server? Yeah, like it's amazing. Their existing amazing. source code, their new source code for shit that's not yeah. out yet. Um, their all payout information for payout all information. of their, like, partners so, and everything. Yeah, they're assuming... and. Which is wild, because, I mean, as far as I've seen, Twitch still has not sent out, like, an official, like, everybody change all your passwords, enable 2FA, change everything. They, they, did. Sent, they sent out a thing where they talked about your stream keys. That was about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is psychotic, because if they have all this payout information, this hacker for sure has all credit card information and all <clears throat> address information. It, those are going to be in the same place. Worrisome. Like, Very worrisome. Well, it's it's interesting because, like... So, obviously, you can basically never trust what a hacker says or whatever. But sure. the person said, like, okay, the point of this is that I want to expose a bunch of data so that people can, um, like, use that competitively, I guess. Because this person thinks that Twitch is um, too big. Uh, they, it needs more competition. And all the competition keeps folding, basically, as we saw. Um, Mixer. Mixer do yeah, um, 
and basically they were just like also like twitch is a a uh disgusting toxic cesspool quote unquote so i want to so to foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space we have completely pwned them and this is of course posted on 4chan speaking of uh disgusting toxic cesspools yeah that's so fine. but yeah they they linked 125 gigabit compressed file uncompressed i mean it's terabytes yeah um the entirety of twitch tv with commit history going back to its early beginnings so i mean it's amazing uh mobile desktop console twitch clients various proprietary software development kits uh other property that twitch owns including curse forge unreleased steam competitor from amazon game studio source code twitch soc internal red teaming tools so they got a bunch of information that twitch has internally that basically is how not to get hacked which is extremely funny maybe we should have uh, shared that a bit yep creator payouts from 2019 until uh september pretty much so it was it's crazy i mean and yeah like twitch still hasn't really uh had like a big statement that was like hey you need to change your passwords you need to change you know the only thing they said to change was stream key which was just so that you know somebody can't like pretend to be you or whatever it's just really odd that and apparently they knew about it since last Monday. So Twitch internally had basically this hacker probably tried to blackmail them or something and said they were going to release, start releasing information if they didn't, you know, uh, this is speculation. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Twitch heard about it on the 4th. So we are recording on Sunday. It's been almost a full week and Twitch hasn't said change your fucking password. It's psychotic, completely irresponsible. Yeah, they, they showed one of the things that really struck me um was how much some of the content creators are making. And the thing that they were showing yeah. was in a two-year span. Um, it was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I mean, I was just looking at some of, like, like what some of the wrestlers that do that on the side make. Mm. Um, Paige used to, be, used to be in WWE. I think she's just kind of hanging out now. Uh, in a two-year span... She earned um, half a million. Okay. From Twitch. In a two-year span? Yeah. Because I saw a lot of stuff that was, like, the month of September, like, um, what creators got on strictly advertising officially through Twitch. So... Was one of the big lists that leaked. That was, that was interesting. So, that number um, is just showing off bits and subs. Um, it's not really talking about anything else. Making that okay, that was just bits and subs. Okay, so maybe there's been. I know. Mean, I know there's been a lot of different lists. Yeah. So maybe I'm thinking. Um, but there's been some really interesting stuff. I'm sure people have seen it. It was huge news last week. But so, again, like they have not told people to change passwords. Yeah. This is probably including all of these creators, like you know, their bank account information and their home addresses. And uh, poor Hassan just bought a tiny little uh you know largest uh, property transaction in la in the last couple of years house and now all of this is out again and it's just so like weird it's all this shit is always so weird <laughs> it's crazy and like looking at some of those top numbers i was yeah. just like i've never watched some of these streams and now i never will out of well i, I realize they're like, doing fine 
Yeah, like, yeah, it's like you don't not need me to watch it at all. Health. Like, yeah. I think the top one on the list was what Critical Role was that? Yeah, the holy one? fuck, yeah, what was it? Critical Role was, was like a million. Four, yeah, no, it was like three million. Good God, uh, they okay, they kind of deserve it though. Their well, show also, is so they're like good. multiple like, and I've never watched SAG it on actors and shit. Yeah, like, um, let me look at it. Uh, yeah, they've gotten so Ashley okay. Johnson, Laura Bailey. It was a uh, oh, motherfucker. Goddamn, trying to get me to sign up for your fucking shitty ass news website. It was over $9 million in a two year uh, segment. Let me look. Um, yeah, they made nine and a little over $9.5 million from August of 19 through October of 21 through Twitch. So, like, two years, yeah. that's a lot. But then when you realize that, again, there are like, what, five SAG actors and at then, any given time, and they have a lot of side content that they do as well. And they, they have, have a sets. crew. They have art. Okay, yeah, wait a minute. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people that are all SAG actors. Yeah. So, like, you know, they... Just for, you know, while that is a substantial amount of cash, uh, they do produce tons of content, which is certainly costly. They're constantly pushing out new media, recently build a new set for their third campaign, upgraded equipment and tech to ensure their streams run efficiently. They're running 24-7, so they probably make a lot more... Like, they're always running something. They run a lot of old shows on their channel. Yeah, but, I mean, that's also... Uh, that that number being reported, I believe, is just the bits and subs. I don't think that is your your ad revenue, your donations, and shit like that. Uh, no, it takes it out of it. Yeah, this well, this says nine point six from August through October through Twitch. So, so I think what, that's everything. What I was seeing was showing um, that that number, and it was saying this is making up like like I was saying it was making up. Uh, just your subs and bits it's not talking about you know random donation ad revenue and things like that and it was saying that the subs and donations uh or the subs and uh bits make up between 30 and 60 percent for most of these people so you know take that with what you will it's all coming from it's all coming from you know various news outlets that are dropping this information based off information a hacker gave them Right. So it, it it's tough to. Well, a lot, I know a lot of people. So like, um, Vice went out of their way to clarify. So they have, you know, not only do they employ several, you know, semi-successful or relatively small, um, you know, people with Twitch accounts and everything, but they also have a couple official Twitch accounts. The Waypoint Twitch accounts relatively successful. So they were checking with their own shit that they had access to to confirm, and all of their stuff was correct. So that leads you to believe that probably everything is correct. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, yeah it's it's, so, a big, it's a big it's a big fucking leak, a big deal. And we okay, have so apparently yet to see Twitch do um, something about it. Yeah, the critical role <clears throat> payout. So that means how much do you get when you're like a partner and you're like a high level Twitch person? You're getting what percentage? Do we know? It I, it it does vary. So yeah, you can uh, make custom contracts and stuff. Yeah, they they basically take as uh, an affiliate, they take half your shit. Yeah, at affiliate level. So at affiliate so level, somewhere they're taking home somewhere between seventy and ninety, probably as a higher level partner or whatever. I think it so, just depends on how much you make. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure, but uh, critical role. So this thing that says nine point six two six million. Uh, is including subscriptions, ad revenue through the platform, and bits. Okay. So that's not including, what, additional 
shout outs. That's not including, uh, yeah, donations. That's not including um, external marketing deals they make, obviously, because, you know, Twitch doesn't know about those. Um, that's not including merch, of course, which is where the real money is. So, you know, they made a shitload of money, but again, they probably have higher costs than anybody else on the list. XQC doesn't even take, like, a f- like all of his marketing shit that he does is just him in front of his computer. He doesn't even get it professionally photographed. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so, um, you know, a lot of interesting information. Again, it's like, okay, the big people are doing fine, of course. Um, is as always, this is the type of thing where like, if a hundred percent of all of this information is leaked, the people who are in trouble are the little small time, um, you know, small town, small time, main street streamers who are like going to have all of their, you know, their home address leaked. And then their weird classmate that they went to high school with is going to kill them or something. You know what I mean? Like that's always the people who are actually in trouble, like critical role. I'm sure, like, the individuals... First of all, it's a company, so yeah. it's not going to be their personal home address on the list. I, Maybe and, it'll be Matt Mercer's, but he'll, he'll be all right. And, and I've been listening to a lot of their stuff, and I love, like... Because I'm listening... I, I went back to, like, episode one, and mm-hmm. I started from, you know, season one, just going through. And I love it being, like, 2018-ish. And it's not even, like, what they do even part-time. Like, yeah. like Laura Bailey's like, oh, guys, I literally just flew in. I got off the plane, grabbed a ride to the studio. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and play. And a lot of times, like, oh, she's not even in studio. <laughs> like, she can't be because she's in New York and they shoot in L.A. or whatever. So, super, super interesting just to see that, yeah. man, they're, they're, they're doing pretty well with uh, this very very small part-time thing that they're doing and it is all like again all of the real money is in marketing um you know doing official like sponsored ads and um merch so yeah this is a uh <coughs> you know like well, you here. said for for these wrestlers it's literally just something on the side but even for things like critical role and shit like that it's still i guess maybe critical role is the one different thing but well, the, the, they have merch and shit too. The wrestling side of it, what's really super interesting is Adam Cole is um, doing this on the side, and mm. they were like really hard on him. They're like, "Hey, you know, you have you can only do like very specific things." And right. uh, he started working with another wrestler, um, Austin Creed. He goes by Xavier Woods. That's me. Um, yep. And uh, Austin Creed in that period of time that two year span made just over 25,000 right so you can imagine what he's making from WWE he created his own thing called up up down down basically Mm -hmm. WWE owns it now if they already don't fully own it Mm -hmm. Adam Cole was doing a side thing joined up up down down and the difference between Austin uh, like Austin Creed or Xavier Woods and Adam Cole Adam Cole is making like 350 like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when you look at the list of wrestlers and how much they make, he's in second place, just behind Paige. And it's like, good goddamn. So uh, it's you know you're right. The marketing um, is is pretty much that's the that's the play because I imagine uh, Xavier Woods is making more than Adam Cole on the back mm-hmm. end from WWE. 
for that business. So super interesting. We will quite... 100%. We will hear something about this probably next week, if not the week after. Just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. If anyone feels bad for those small streamers that aren't really registering on that list at all, they can feel free to visit Twitch TV slash Johnny X Riot and drop a sub, a follow, and any kind of donation you would uh, feel like. All right. The good luck Shame. finding me, bitch. I got one follower. Shameless plug. And it's me. And it's, and it's, <laughs> it's the person that I give my money to every month. <laughs> oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, you got five bucks to give out every month. You do. So do it. It's free. That's free real estate. Um, so the other thing, uh, Brian couldn't be here this week, but he definitely wanted to talk a bit about Destiny just because um, he wrote most, but not all of Destiny 2's Forsaken expansion will be vaulted in February with the release of the Witch Queen expansion. Yeah, that means it gets uh, added into Borderlands and taken out of Destiny, right? Vault Vault Hunter. That wasn't yeah, even a good joke. It was. Sorry. We need to work a little bit better. I'll, I'll take it back to the mines. <laughs> need to be refined. The Forsaken uh, campaign will be available for free to all players December 7th uh, of this year um, until it enters uh, DCV in February, um, which is the Destiny um, content vault. So, in the meantime, while you're waiting... You can get some freebies. If you want to know a little bit more about the Destiny Content Vault update, you can pop over to Bungie.net. Um, just run on through. Um, I have a feeling if you know, you already know. Um, but this is good information for that casual player, I think. Yeah. That's like, hey, I really like playing some of the stuff that's in the Forsaken pack. Uh, to avoid that, where the hell did the Forsaken stuff go? Uh, that's going to happen, it looks like, December 7th. All right, um, some good news, some cool news, uh, some news I can't wait to hear some further reports on. So, um, Idios Montreal and its sister studio, Idios uh, Sherbrook, are shifting to four-day work weeks. How the, how the Lord intended, I think, right? Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I mean, I'm personally <clears throat> uh, pushing for a one-day work week. <laughs> So, and then I'm gonna go for a one week work month. Mm. But uh, you know, okay. that's, that's been a that's been an uphill battle so far. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard uh, sell. I'll continue to check in from the trenches. So, I mean, it, it's been statistically proven already that a four day work week is more beneficial than a than a five day work week. Yeah, I I think the thing to really focus on. Well, let me ask you guys, uh, not 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 you, Austin, because I know it's never. But when do you feel most productive? Mm. It's when it, right when I hit REM sleep. Okay. <laughs> like, I find that I'm the m- absolute most productive right after I have had lunch until the end of the day. And it starts to wane closer to the end of the day. So I would say for me, after I eat lunch, I come back from lunch at about 2.30. Um, I would say 2.30 to probably about 4.30. Hmm. I, I think I'm most productive. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like I think that's the thing that we should kind of look at, and then, you know, even if it was five days a week, and doing these like short days, you know, I would say probably put an hour at the beginning, an hour at the end, just mm-hmm. to you know, the, the person, like maybe they uh, work 
for you know get set up for the day and then they go to like a short lunch like at at lunchtime like a typical lunchtime 12 o'clock one o'clock whatever it happens to be and then get back and get to work until you know like four thirty, five o'clock mm-hmm. i don't know i wonder if that would be for five days a week i wonder if it would be more more productive if we find that we get we would get more things done or if that does vary from person to person I mean, realistically, you're already, for the most part, at work almost 10 hours a day on a five-day work week. So mm-hmm. the, the idea of dropping it to still, even if you still kept 40 hours and just made it four tens, it's it's better because then you have that extra mental health that you're saving at home on three days a week instead of just two. Um, it's, it's so, so much more beneficial. I know so well that I would do much better at my job and I would be happier um, mm-hmm. to have to work if I had more time to myself not being there. I mean, I, I, I kind of have that option at my job if I wanted to do that. Um, but I think I would hate myself if I had to work that long at the job for multiple days in a row. <laughs> yeah, so I we're able to do kind of like our uh, movement to... As long as you hit your your uh, forty for the or your eighty for every two weeks, so we do an extra hour Monday through Thursday every day, and then we can take the second Friday off. Okay. So yeah, you could theoretically do like the ten. I think Brian uh, does that as well at his job. Yeah, he, he has every yeah. other Friday off. You could do the ten days and have every Friday off. Uh, but yeah, I think we need to generally like. I'm actually okay with even the five day work week. I think the total amount of time needs to go down, right? Right. So like, um, you know, six so, hour work days. So, um, like you said, hour off each end. So it says right here uh, the change will begin in the next few weeks at EDS Montreal and EDS Sherbrooke uh, with employees working Monday through Thursday instead of Monday through Friday. Employees' salaries and working conditions are staying the exact same um, uh, as part of the reduction to a 32 hour work week. Uh, oh, yeah. EDOs has 600 employees, according to its LinkedIn profile page. That's interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm very interested to see what they can get out of this. Um, yeah. You know, things that were, you know, games that we're looking at, they're, I mean, they're no EDOs Montreal specifically. They're definitely no um, stranger to, like, AAA work. You know, with Tomb Raider, they have Guardians of the Galaxy up, uh, upcoming. Um, damn. So it's interesting. I just can't wait to see what they what they find out. Hey, is this more productive, or you know, are we gonna revert? Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to the employees and taking advantage of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. That's cool. I feel good about this. Um. All right. Uh, weird. Um, so the next next bit um, after corporate, a, a light uh, technical difficulty. Um, yep. Corporate shuffle, as we keep seeing. Yes, uh, and and this one this one scared me at first because I was like, well, they just kind of like migrated to a new place. Um, and, and they got it figured out. Uh, but Randy Pitchford has stepped down as Gearbox Software president um, oh, to Pitchy lead Ranford. 
to leave Gearbox Studios. Um, so he's basically, if you want to look at this, um, he's the president of Gearbox Software, which does Borderlands. Um, he's also the president of uh, Gearbox Studios, a newly founded form division that will handle that handles uh, the company's efforts for TV and film space mm. for things like the upcoming Borderlands movie. Um, God, it's going to be so bad. I'm hoping it's going to be really good. I'm going into it with no expectation. <laughs> and I'm, You already have an expectation. You've seen Roland as a character. Yeah, but... He's not four lot. feet tall. They can do a lot of different... Well, They're going to put stilts on... <laughs> Gonna put he was shorter than Mordecai. <laughs> Damn. Um, but I, 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 after looking at it, I'm not surprised. Um, he seems like the kind of person who would be more into movie than game. Yeah, he definitely seems like a... Uh, well, let, mm, what do I want to say? How do I want to burn this guy here? It seems like he would fit in with the Hollywood crowd. <laughs> according to some <laughs> of his flash drive contents. Ah... <laughs> You can't uh, wait to shit. work with, uh, with, uh, well, shit, what was the guy's name? Uh, Brian Singer. Okay. Folks, don't look into that. Weird. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I expected it to be a lot. Like, the thing that scared me was they were acquired by Embracer Group recently, and then they're like, I saw the headline, um, that was uh that was like randy pitchford steps down from gearbox software i was like oh god first i was like what did he do and then well, yeah, second, what else I was what like, other wait. flash drive did they find yeah that I, that might have been the joke that i made <laughs> um but uh yeah just shifting focus it, it's a lot to focus on he's probably just tapped out um you know his his, his just him and between him and his wife they do a ton of shit. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's pretty crazy. He's probably looking to cut some of that, put some of that on someone else's shoulders, um, which looks like the person that's moving into the president uh, for um, uh, for Borderlands over to Steve Jones. Um, yeah. He was uh, previously My a uncle. chief technology officer. Uh, yeah, everyone's your uncle or cousin or it's aunt. Big right? family. They, they have a big he's got a big family huge family um but yeah i don't know could be a good thing i'm, I'm excited to see um you know what happens it's not like uh he, he writes everything or anything like that you know or does everything for you know something like borderlands um just kind of the person who keeps an eye on it so we'll we will see um and the last article for the day uh, we finally got the announcement, something that we've known about, what, for, like, probably, like, I feel like a year now, at least. Yeah, there's definitely, like, um, increasing, uh, what I want to say, increasing, like, support for, like, a rumor. We try not to talk about too many rumors on here, just because right. they're, like, especially if you follow, like, you know, like we do, like, 30 news sources that talk about this stuff from various uh directions i guess um from the more professional to the less professional like you know hobbyist level yeah. we hear rumors all the time there were rumors of the uh you know star wars nice old republic remake for like 10 years literally for 10 years <laughs> it was shortly after the game originally came out right they're like there's gonna be a remake for this thing 
there will one day there will be a remake of this video game for the so Xbox was, One foretold, Series X. You know, super um, hyper. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> as foretold, uh, there will be a remake, a definitive edition of the Grand Theft Auto. Uh, really, like the modern trilogy, right? Like leading yeah. up to four and five. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really the, um, it's really the 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 game that kicked everything off, the cult three. favorite, and then the yeah. fan favorite. Um, right. Three Vice City and San Andreas. That's correct. Um, so the the big news here um, is that they are loosely redoing these games it, it is uh grand theft auto the trilogy the definitive edition um, right so there are actually like this is not just a remaster they are it's doing yeah. some content this right? is not a remake this is not like yeah, it's in between a, a, a remake and a remaster right um it, it's they are doing some updates uh, to modernize gameplay mm -hmm. um and visuals uh, but this is not something from the ground up. Um, right, right. The thing that the thing that scares me. I had a pretty lengthy conversation with one of my friends. He's a very big, um, very big rock star fan. Uh, we talk about their stuff quite, quite often. And uh, my thing is, um, Grand Theft Auto Five has been out for nine hundred years. Um, it has been across three systems. And if you turned on Grand Theft Auto Five right now, I'm, I'm saying you, Austin, or you, Johnny, if you turned this game on right now and you went to go play it, you would find that the controls are dog Suck shit. Ass. Yep. They're terrible. They're terrible because they're outdated. This is PS3 controls we're talking about here. Late PS3 controls. You know, you could you could argue PS4 controls if you wanted, but it's still not current gen controls. So I imagine. They're taking that and plopping that right down, uh, those controls right down on this Oop. game. Um, which means if there's, like, modern, they're modernizing the gameplay, we're just getting this upgraded PS, or you know, not even upgraded, this PS5 gameplay. That's not going to feel good. Um, yeah. So that that's interesting. Um as well, uh, I had heard some uh, rumors, and I don't have the information in front of me, but I would heard some rumors that they're um, they're using the uh, Unreal Engine. They're using Unreal 4 to make this. And I thought That's about that. Yeah, because they have the, I think they call it the Riot Engine, right? Uh, or Rage Engine. I can't remember. It, it starts with an R. Uh, but they're, they're in-house Rockstar Engine. Um, they're not using that which is probably just a beefed up version of Unreal anyway, they're using Unreal proper. And I was like, man, why, why would that be? Um, mm. And it's likely because the code that they're starting with is coming from something that's closer to Unreal, something that's a little weaker, you know, going back to the PS2 days. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, that's interesting. I, 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 you know, they're like kind of implementing some of the tools from their engine um, so they can modernize a little bit of the gameplay, but I think they're finding they found it easier. Hey, let's just you know, which they probably used Unreal for those previous games anyway, um, mm -hmm. or Unreal Four caught up to what their beefed up engine back in that day would have been anyway. Um, yeah, 
So that's really interesting. Um, we didn't get a date. We got a very, very short little like teaser just showing off Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, um, showing off some of those iconic like poses and, and characters um, ending with coming soon. So nothing, um, nothing official, but I imagine that they'll be talking about this here um, pretty soon uh, as they have their 20th anniversary um, coming up. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so the definitive uh, edition will be out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, the Switch, and the Rockstar Game Launcher on PC. Um, it includes across-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements, modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles, while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the original. Um, Let's see. To prepare for the launch, we'll be removing existing versions of the classic titles from digital mm -hmm. retailers next week. Um, in addition, Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy Definitive Edition will be coming to iOS and Android the first half of 2022. Nice. Wild. It's interesting. It is always interesting in how these like rollouts occur, I guess. Yeah. Um... So, I think they have a lot that they need to work on. I think this is um, something easy that they can do. Uh, you know, not saying it's easy at all, but they can definitely package up something that I, they still have the code for. Modernize it. Have a small team work on modernizing it, making sure it's solid. Package it up on one thing. Remove that and make people buy the new thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's... They can do all of that while having their main forces, you know, hopefully working on removing Grand Theft Auto Online from Grand Theft Auto 5 for um, the current standalone. gen consoles. Yeah, making yeah. it standalone so they can start talking, you know, maybe about Grand Theft Auto 6 or, you know, whatever's next. Yeah. Grand yeah. Theft Auto 5 too. Grand Theft Auto 5 too. Uh, if you're uh, uh, starring Kevin Hart. Point five over 6. If you shop at GameStop. Yeah. Wow. Do you guys have uh, Skyrim too? All right. Well, that's. I us can't believe they didn't make that. Fifty <laughs> percent more Skyrim. Dun, 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 dun. All right, but that's it. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to mention before we uh, part for this week? Yeah, only that I just had to step away for a minute to pick up my order that was DoorDash to me because uh, it's oh, a game order. I ordered oh. video games. Door um, dropped a video game. Yeah, I, I ordered some GameStop same day delivery last night, and it delivered mm. today, which makes sense. Uh huh. Um, okay. Ordered a new copy of Watch Dogs Legion for Xbox. Bad. That's fine. It was cheap. I, I, I'll explain why later. But um, the copy I got has a. It's open, of course. Super beat up. Has a <laughs> new sticker on the back of it. Covering a Walmart, this is a pre-owned game sticker. <laughs> the GameStop Classic, you mean? <laughs> uh, good. Okay. <laughs> prove it. Oh, I, prove I dropped it, it in group. Yeah, I dropped it, it in group chat. It's in the group chat for you guys right there. Next time it loads, so you'll see. Good oh stuff. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> but that's the show, guys. Thank you for hanging out for Mammoth Games Inc. I'm Jay. With me as always. We got Austin, Boo, and Johnny Rat. I guess. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>